Hello, we are here today to tell you about Modified Role. What you're about to hear are real-life testimonies of people who have been affected by Modified Role. None of the people you're about to hear are paid actors. I mean, they are actors, but we're not paying them. Before I found Modified Role, I never knew of the foe that plagued humanity for generations, Rivers. Before Modified Role, I didn't know there were dice with more than six sides. Well, uh, before I found Modified Rule, I thought fantasy role-playing was something you did in the bedroom. Before Modified Rule, I didn't know Warland Dice could be so dangerous. Uh, before Modified Rule came along, I couldn't tell the difference between a D20 and a tennis ball. Needless to say, it's changed my life. Before Modified Rule, I was shocked when someone would offer to show me their minis. So, with so many lives changed through Modified Rule, don't you think it's time you gave it a try? Modified Rule has not been proven to improve life in any measurable metric, and cannot be held responsible for any detrimental impact caused by listening to the podcast. Modified Rule takes no responsibility for loss of bad scores or animal companions. where theatrical people play role-playing games. Uh, my name's Matt, I am your compare for this season, uh, and around the table with me are Helen. Hello. Uh, Natalie. Hello. Ellen. Hi. And subject of today's backstage episode, Strapped. Hi. Uh, veteran of various seasons. Uh, six, it turns out. Yeah. Do you want to take us through which ones those were? Yeah. Um, so we were I was in series one in uh, Ad- Ariadne. Ariadne I keep saying Adriana I don't know why <laughs> the Ariadne uh, then I was in season three a town called Amnesty then the next one would have been uh, Mosaic where I was uh, tank top <laughs> I'm still so pleased with that that was a drunken cocktail bar uh, chat with Dave that got me to that <laughs> thank you Dave uh, then uh, Parallax Inverted, then up, Upstaged. Um, a few points for pronunciation. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then uh, most recently in Prospero, and uh, uh, I ran uh, Skyparks. Um, of course, yeah. Uh, Cloudskipper. So there, but not, don't have a sheet for that one. Yes, yeah, you have you have knowledge. <laughs> but yeah. you, you weren't, no version of Strat himself was in there. no. Uh, maybe you had a self-insert somewhere in a bar <laughs> that nobody got to meet. <laughs> yeah, I was just at a table. <laughs> uh, so, with a lot of seasons to choose from, maybe mm. this is a difficult question, but uh, is there a particular season that sticks with you? Are there particular moments or characters or events that stand out to you as memorable still? I mean, there are loads. Uh, I mean, with... We've already mentioned me caving in a man's skull, which, <laughs> <laughs> for good or worse, seems to have become... That man had a name. <laughs> he was called Vance Rafferty. Yeah. He was yeah. a prick there. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is still quite a, 
yeah, a painful memory. <laughs> yeah, so that was a town called Amnesty. That, yeah. Yes, and I, I recognise it as a painful memory, which is why I brought it up again in Prospero and Viola to torture you with. Yes, you're a very <laughs> kind and giving kid. Uh, no, I mean, it was it was quite a moment, as we've already discussed in that, so it makes sense that that, that one would have been one of the ones that came back to haunt me. Uh, Alan Blick's The Bovril Stealer from season one. <laughs> yes, uh, an icon. Uh, absolutely. He done did it. Uh, don't believe a word he says. <laughs> that man <laughs> is a beef liquid thief. thief. We, we actually have had a discussion about the proper uh, appellation for a description of, of what Bovril actually is. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've decided that it's beef treacle. Oh. Yeah, beef treacle. Yeah, uh. yeah that sounds as disgusting and horrendous and abhorrent as it is. So, well done, beef treacle. Sounds like a nickname. You like beef treacle? Oh, God. <laughs> Pity your friends. <laughs> uh, I have to call Alex that. Um, uh, another one that, that we've kind of touched on was uh, Helen's rescuing of me in Mosaic. I was really pleased that that all panned out because I had the idea and it was all going to come down to a particular role mm-hmm. I remember saying I don't want to say this before I roll because if I if I put it out there and I don't get to do it I'll be really annoyed um, so I'm really pleased that the, the dice were kind on, on that one and I got to be uh, whisked away I mean there were quite a few moments in in kind of Parallax that were that were that was just a lot of fun that whole series I don't think there was a particular moment that came up actually I think uh, although maybe me attempting to fight because <laughs> my, <laughs> my character was all like yeah 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 let's go uh, and then I absolutely failed when I tried to hit a guy on the head and Chris had to save me that was yeah, quite you funny had, you had to be you had to be schooled by your master <laughs> I, I loved your dynamic with Chris in that it was mm. so much fun to listen to <laughs> I think yeah. yeah I'm glad we decided to do that I, I remember I messaged him like hey I've got an idea <laughs> can we both be mystics and can you <laughs> be the mystic in control of your renters I'm glad you went with that that was good fun yeah. um, um, you're, you're also you're an alien in that one and I, yeah, yeah yeah proper alien and it uh, <laughs> I, no one knew what I was where I was from <laughs> weird wobbly thought he was very elegant alien I remember now <laughs> uh, with everything slightly just out of place <laughs> you looked at him and got went something's wrong but I can't put my finger on it and he won't be able to put his finger on it because he has terrible hand eye coordination <laughs> And then in the most, uh, I guess in the most recent one, uh, my disintegration yeah. was pretty, was pretty <laughs> memorable. Pretty memorable, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I found it sad. <laughs> yeah, that was it, was, it was a hard choice to decide to to do that. I remember, like we had a bit in in the episode. Thank you for editing it because it sounds like I was very courageous and oh, made that decision. I was like, yes, I will sacrifice myself. But in real life, there was a good like 10, 15 minutes of other stuff going on with me sitting there going, well, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Yeah, all right then. Because if, uh, yeah, your games master gives you the opportunity to decide, to find out what happens, what's behind the curtain and save your friends, then I think you'd have to take it. So that was good. I think Um, there's a a few moments on this podcast where for the audience's benefit, I I really wish that there was like a a webcam watching us. Oh, yeah. Mm. Because I think like... Chris, Josh, and my faces when you were doing that, we were all just like, oh, what is happening? Like, yeah. yeah, and that was nice as well because I kind of got to bring in like the flavour from uh, Mosaic as well and kind of have that all kind of same situation happen again but with a, a different twist. Which, Like the stuff I'd been bringing in gave you all permission to make callbacks. Yeah. So, yeah, it was nice that you ran with that. Yeah, that felt good. And then it, like, it felt like 
that was almost like a sort of a, a proto thing of what all the other guys got to do with rebuilding the ship and all of all that sort of stuff. Uh, it was really cool how they discovered it in a like, completely different way that was far more powerful, and like they got it. <laughs> we, we didn't. We were the idiots that stumbled on it and almost got killed by lava. But that image, the actual, because we were presented with the sort of silhouette of you pointing up at the sky and dissolving. Yeah, what did you think? What what did you actually think had happened? I had no a, idea. Did but the group as a whole think? Because I I did wonder like that was really like mis- like you didn't get any of the audio. It was just mm. pointing and disappearing. I was kind of intrigued. What your I think it was da- Dave did actually nail it. He was like maybe or or got closest. I think he said something like maybe he became a helicopter. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes, he did say that. Didn't he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hit a bit of me. I was like, oh, I missed a trick there. <laughs> I'm thinking of you like sort of Thomas the Tank Engine style. <laughs> I remember the eyes. Because yeah. I think it felt like for the Viola crew that the main revelation for them from that moment was like, oh, Strat is really gone. We're not going to find him yeah. here. Mm. And like that was kind of relevant. That was the relevant information to their plot. Sure. Yeah. Whereas what you'd actually done was a more obviously more relevant to yours. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. There is. There is. If a you lot. had to pick one season that's got the that is the most memorable, uh, which do you think it would be? Oh, <laughs> see, I've, it's the disadvantage. Yeah. Of lots of them. Uh, indeed, I, I, I've gone last to try and give myself some time, but um, I don't know. I think. I think it's either it's either going to be Amnesty or Ariadne. Really? Probably. Just in terms of memorable moments. I'm really surprised by those. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? I was I was thinking you were going to say um, Parallax. Oh. But then you weren't you weren't great in that. So if you were going to like be the, load that up, we'd be like, oh, no. thanks, Richard. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a really good plus on Alien. Um, we'll do it over here. Uh, but then there's also a code name which was uh, very useful. Um, but that's so not what you're being asked. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> this is horrible. I, I've got to to get out. I think. I mean, certainly I, the first one that seemed to come to your mind was yeah. uh, accidentally killing Van yeah, Trafferty. I, I, I think it's got Amnesty. to. I think it's got to be that one. Yeah, we've kind of uh, obviously it's partly memorable because I have brought it back, and so obviously it's going to be memorable because mm. I sort of refreshed your memory about it in in later seasons. Yeah, but, the, but that also, also it was quite foundational. Yeah, and it also comes up outside of any merely role players recording just when we're in the pub and someone <laughs> decides to like I've actually done it. <laughs> like you can't trust him, he killed a man. <laughs> yeah, it's on the list of worst things you've ever done even though you didn't do. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. so that doesn't do a lot of bad things. That's why there is a list just to be clear I'm not really a stone cold anything <laughs> the paperwork there says blunt too <laughs> so give yourself a plus one uh, on town called amnesty yeah your cowpoke persona mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the seasons that you've done is there one that you would want to revisit in another session either because you've got regrets or unfinished business or because you feel like there's there's just more to explore in that world um Cloud Skippers, mm-hmm. simply because I 
I do want to yeah. explore. And also, I would. You haven't like got a sheet for that, so you no, can't I know. that in this situation. No, I know. But but, yes, and I also like to play in that world. Um, but Parallax, it's going to be Parallax or um, uh, Mosaic. Um, why, why those two? Mosaic, because I left the cliffhanger mm-hmm. and I would like to see what actually like panned out with that and and like lots of the not just me but lots of the characters kind of went their own little ways like I got out of it and other people kind of covered stuff up and it feels like there's there's a everybody coming back for one last mission kind of story to 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 tell there where someone comes in try like tries to recruit me I'm like no I'm out I got out and they get me back in somehow we need someone on the outside <laughs> off the grid um so there's that and then in for, for parallax just get well again we, we were left with this mm. there's there's a big old ai trying to take over the universe and also i like there was that character had a lot of stuff that it didn't know or understand about itself that could have been found out and obviously was on a path well, I think if if I remember correctly, Chris's backstory was he wanted like to take over the Mystic Order, and I was like, I think you were his, you his... were the Anakin to his Darth Sidious. Yeah, I remember right. Yeah, it turned out we were Sith, not Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was there's that to to go with as as well. So I think out of those two, I would uh, Parallax. There's more more going on there. Okay, well a plus one to Parallax then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> aliens coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it can all change in the quickfire round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which strat is the closest to you, real strat, and which is the furthest away? Um, so closest to me would be Ariadne. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just because it was the first se- season and we, we were, were really being ourselves, yeah. and so that one just happened to be. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised by that again. Really? Yeah. Who do you think is most likely? Upstaged. Well, that yeah, <laughs> it, that thing. was the or. Yeah, upstage. And again, because it was... We were a theatre company. The yeah, silliest, the most competitive. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> you're, the, you're the boss, it's your brain. Um, but I think... Yeah, yeah I think... I think, um, I think Ariadne. Okay, give yourself a plus one to that one. And then which is the furthest away? Which which was the biggest departure from your actual personality and self? Um... It's interesting because obviously the parallax one is a literal alien. Yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be the furthest away from who you really are. No, it's kind of kind of awkward and a little bit reckless. So it's kind of me, um, in not Aww. reckless, reckless, reckless. But in times I could just kind of go head long into stuff without giving it complete thought, <laughs> just seeing what happens. I think it might almost be. I think it might almost be the um, the Prospero one of mm-hmm. me as a magician, and I don't think that's how I would really be on an island. I just I think I don't think I'd be anywhere near that useful or or concerned about Josh. Um, oh, no. <laughs> love Josh, and I yeah, I, and also I wouldn't be able. I decided that in that one I would like a character would try and compartmentalize everything, mm. um, and I would I wouldn't not have done that. I'd have been far more like there's a great big ship what is going on uh, and I think I'd have been a little bit more panicky and uh, and I kind of dealt with things a lot a lot better there right. plus I'd have been terrified to in, like in real life sacrificing myself I would like to think I would but I can't <laughs> say for certain because how would you know until you're in that situation okay well give yourself a minus one on the Prospero and Viola sheet then mm-hmm. 
So many sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so many sheets. But what if what if there were more? Uh, <laughs> so we've done nine genres. Uh, are there any others that we haven't visited that you wish we had or wish we would? Horror and, and noir sound wonderful. Yeah. I totally agree with those guys. There's, in times we spoke like about. Uh, like having a superhero kind mm-hmm. of genre. Mm-hmm. That's hard because yeah. they're superheroes. I always yeah. thought it'd be fun if we were kind of rubbish superheroes in a world <laughs> of good ones yeah. and we were the kind of underdog scrappy mm-hmm. superheroes, um, which is kind of a bit of a trope that uh, certain comics, I think, have played with and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I like uh, like some sort of magic one, not high fantasy, because I think you're right, mm-hmm. there are other systems that do that and that's not what we're doing here. Not necessarily like a Harry Potter, but a world where magic is real but it doesn't have to be high fantasy. So mm-hmm. just because I can be a wizard. <laughs> uh, that sounds fun. I want to be a wizard, Can I be a wizard? So much emotional baggage. <laughs> Still waiting for my letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, every time I see an owl. <laughs> um, sorry, that, that was a visual joke, um, which will not play well on podcast. I did a face. Um, yeah, those. And yeah. also, oh, I, I had sort of one, but maybe it was not that um, <laughs> that important after all because I forgot. Oh, like a like a, um like a gangster mm-hmm. kind of uh, setup. I don't know if we would be the gangsters or be like the people trying to get rid of gangsters. I don't know. That that sort of uh, genre is always one to entertain me. I think. Don't know how I would do that. Well, it's quite well with noir, I guess. Yes, yeah, I guess that is kind of, yeah, opposite side of that particular genre coin, isn't it? All right. Well, maybe. Maybe we'll see some of that today. (laughs) Maybe maybe we'll get to it some other time. Uh, In the meantime, Strat, you're ready to play? Yeah. With Helen, Ellen, Matt Stratnat. (laughs) (laughs) It's been going around in my head all morning. been listening to Merely Role Players. In this season, you'll hear Ellie Pitkin, Alex Pankhurst, Josh Yard and Dave, Chris Starkey, Chris Buxy and Chris, Helen Stratton, Ellen Gould, Natalie Winter and Strat, all playing various versions of themselves, along with special guest appearances by Ellie Pitkin as Nia and the Space Jam Continuum podcast's Chris McLennan as Candice. I'm Matt, and I edited and produced the season, wrote and performed the theme music, and designed and ran the game we're playing. Like most of our games, this one's powered by the apocalypse. You can find more games in this genre at apocalypse-world.com pbta. If you enjoy Merely Roleplayers, let us know with a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you do your listening. You can also find us on Twitter at Merely Roleplay, at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers, and at merelyroleplayers.com. Merely Role Players is an independent production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Join us for more drama next episode.